From Trailblaze, this is Anchored, a roadie-themed podcast on a low-sodium option for the Ocean State Sea Salty's opinions. We're your host, Shay. And Elise. And today we're going on a date with Rhode Island's very own Ray, Two Hawks Watson. Welcome back, loyal listeners. And if you're joining us for the first time... Welcome to the show. If you haven't already given us a follow on our socials, check us out at, at Anchor the Show. And today we're at it again with another Rhode Island date. I'm starting to feel like that woman that went on like 100 dates uh, in one year and then wrote a book about it. That's a thing. Uh, not yet. Um, but this is also a perfect time to announce that I'm thinking of writing a book. Mm, no, you're not. No, I'm really not. No. Oh, good Lord. But <laughs> today we are going on a date with the Ray Watson. Raymond Two Hawks Watson is an artivist, uh-huh. <laughs> a community <laughs> activist, an educator, cultural practitioner, conve- and convener with 15 years of experience in nonprofit executive administration. Watson is also the recipient of the Rhode Island Foundation's 2016 Innovation Fellowship. He's a husband, a father, a freaking law student, a nonprofit executive, like I said before, and even more. If that doesn't help ring the Ray bell for you, then you probably know him from the Eastern Medicine Singers, an Algonquin drum group, or ferociously providing community feedback to various electeds and self-proclaimed community leaders, but either way, by way of public discourse or perhaps sitting outside of the offices of said folks with his drum in order to bring awareness. See the Urban League circa 2014? That being said, Ray, did I miss anything? No, I think you're pretty solid there, Elise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just learned everything there is to know about you from Elise. Um, but I like to get to know my dates beyond a Google search or a Facebook stock. So, Ray, can you tell me and Elise and everybody listening who you really are? Yeah. What makes you tick? Oh, sure. Born and raised in this lovely city of Providence. Um, went off to school. Uh, like most Rhode Islanders thinking I got to get out of here because anything's better than here. Uh, ended up in Schenectady, New York. Oh. And realized, oh. <laughs> So I came on back after, and I've been back here uh, causing trouble ever since. Um, but just really love the city and really love the community here. And from here, Narragansett Indian, so nowhere else to go but here. All right. And now that we got that out of the way, it's time for our date. So, right, we've prepared a few typical first date questions to help us and our listeners get to know you. So let's do it. Are you ready? Sure. Awesome. First question, since she said that you're a law student— should we be concerned about your better judgment that you willingly went, willingly went to law school? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You got to question me immediately. And now that I'm two and a half years in, I'm realizing that I didn't know what I was doing back then. So definitely don't don't trust my <laughs> <laughs> decision-making ability. But no, it was a great choice. I'm glad I'm there now and it's going to open up a lot of doors moving forward. So That's good. That's very nice. So if I were to go on a date with somebody who said they're in law school, would you tell me to run, to stay? Uh, what type of law are they focusing on is the question I would ask. Oh, that's a great question. Ghost law. Ghost law. <laughs> Ghost law. Yeah, get out of there. Real est- how about real estate law? Real estate law? Maybe get out of there. Yeah, I don't know. Pre- Lawyers are funny people. Yeah, it feels predatory. <laughs> uh, speaking of future careers, and I've, it's because I feel like you can tell a lot about a person judging by what's been their least and their favorite, their least favorite and their favorite jobs. So I want to know. What was your favorite and what was your least favorite job? My favorite job? 
Ever. Could be like the time that you used to throw newspapers at Mrs. Wilhouse's door. Well, I would say my favorite job is what I'm doing right now with the Providence Cultural Equity Initiative uh, because I'm all about culture. What's the Providence Cultural Equity Initiative? It's a nonprofit (laughs) based here in Providence uh, that I happen to co-found and be the CEO of and someone else who's a fantastic spirit, happens to be the chair of it. Uh, But our mission is to steward and ambassador Rhode Island's cultural sector and economy. And our vision is to transform Rhode Island into New England's premier cultural hub. So that's all kind of the space that I move in, and I love it. Every single day I get up, and uh, culture's usually on my mind, so then it's a matter of figuring out how can I get my company to kind of be a part of that. Um, So I really enjoy the work that I do now. Uh, Worst job that I ever had? Ever. Ever. And you had a couple of them. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Um, The worst one I had, and I won't even say that it was the job itself, it was just the experience, was in between graduating from undergrad and going for my master's working in data entry at Citizens Bank. And I'll, oh. tell, I'll tell you why. Let me, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I, don't I was think there. You didn't have to. <laughs> I was there through like a temp agency. So there was like this, and I figured it out later on, like this hierarchy, I guess, between the employees, those who were there through citizens and then those who were there through the temp agencies. So I had like this, I guess, stigma on me that I didn't know about. So there was this woman there, I forget her name, we'll just call her Marianne. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you got the cubicles. <laughs> so she used to always like have this air of arrogance around me. I used to just be looking at her like, you know, like, eh, whatever, I don't got no time. But um, I had been there for a few months and... I disliked it so much that I would show up 10 minutes late every day and I would That's pack all like my you. stuff. Well, I, I would pack <laughs> all my stuff up on my desk five minutes early every day and I'd be sitting there looking at the clock. Uh, but my data entry numbers were so high, they weren't. Yeah. Because I just, I throw headphones on and I'd be like, I can't stand it here. Let me just knock this out. So I'd, you know, just be knocking stuff out. So uh, this one particular day, um, I had to do something that I didn't normally do. And, I, Whatever button it was, I just couldn't remember. So, you know, we got the cubicle, so I stood up. Hey, Mary Ann, uh, I have to do this. Could you tell me the 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 button I need to push to do it? So Mary Ann just keeps on typing. But I know she hears me, right? So mm. I'm like, Mary Ann, I, I just need to do this. I was just wondering if you could just tell me what the button is that I could push, so then I could just, you know, move on. So she keeps typing. So, you know, I'm like... So I'm like, Marianne, you know, could you just let me know what the button is? So now she does the, and she looks up at me finally. What? I said, I just need to know how to do this process. <laughs> if you could just tell me what the button is, you know, because I just can't remember and I just want to do it. You don't remember what the button is? I said, no, I, I don't remember what the button is. If you could just. Mary, <sighs> Marianne died that day. Listen, <laughs> no, no, listen. Now, mind you, she's like. Right on the other side of the cubicle mm-hmm. from me, but we're in a row. So she gives a big sigh, gets up, walks all the way down the end of the row of cubicles. Oh, I'm just watching her, right? My. And as I'm watching, I'm like, no, I know she's not. I know, comes all the way down my thing. Now I'm, I'm sitting now. I sat back down in my chair because I'm watching her come around reaches across my face, like her arm almost hit my face and pushes the button and said it was like, um, it's F3. Like when she pushed and right there, I was like, yo, I got to get out of here. I was like, I'm going to go post to her. I was like, I I can't, I was like, I can't take these people in here. Yeah. I was like, Mary Ann, 
I was like, I'm getting ready to have my cousin come beat her up. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I was like, I just got to get out of here. And that was the day I was like, I'm going back to grad school. There so you go. That data entry job at Citizens Bank is, I like to say that that's one of the major reasons why I ended up where I'm at today. Um, Thanks a lot, Marianne. <laughs> that's <so nice. laughs> you think- not a name, but we'll, we'll call her that. <laughs> I didn't like Marianne. <laughs> no, she sounds like a horrible human. Do you think that grad schools pay certain employees and businesses like that just be horrible so that they can get people like you to be like, like I, I'm going to pay money to not be here anymore? You know something? Ray. Ray's like, I never put that conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, if that's what the goal was, they did an excellent job with me because I was like, I'm out of here. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> um, here's another question. And to me, this is one of the most important. Um, so we're getting this out of the way really early. Ray Watson, if you were a sandwich, what sandwich would you be? If I was a sandwich? Yep. Mm-hmm. A knuckle sandwich. No. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I never even been asked that question before. But I know. If I was a sandwich, <laughs> um, I'll just say turkey. Okay. Because I think generally people like turkey sandwiches. <laughs> um, no tomatoes because I don't like tomatoes. So I wouldn't want me to have anything I don't like if that, yeah, I don't that, know makes, if that sense. makes sense. Um, and then throw some stuffing because I guess because I'm full of it to some people. <laughs> okay. So you're like a Thanksgiving Yeah, I'm like sandwich. a Thanksgiving. Do you find that sandwich. to be a little bit ironic as a native person? Um, no, I think it's great. <laughs> you know, we Claiming have 13, it? Yeah, you know, traditionally we have 13 Thanksgivings a year. So, yes, yeah, make right. me the Thanksgiving sandwich. Absolutely. All right. Is there cranberry sauce? It could be. You know, it just depends. What kind of bread is it, though? I just need to ask. It's a hearty bread. Mm. It's definitely not wheat. <laughs> I don't really like rye. Maybe pumpernickel, just because it's different. Ooh. Do you know that pumpernickel is rye bread? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I have to take back the rye. Then, <laughs> it just doesn't have the caraway seeds in it. So that was Elisa's most important question. My most important question on dates are, why are you here in Rhode Island? If you're not from here, what made you come here? If you're fr- from Rhode Island, why are you still here? So you already said that you're from Rhode Island. You left, you came back. But why are you still here? Narragansett. I got nowhere else to go. This is home. This my family been here for years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just... um. So you should be asking us that question. Well, no, yeah. no. <laughs> No, because I, I think I get why why uh, people who aren't from here come and might stick around. Um, I think I get it. I just don't have that personal experience myself with here. Uh, but I think I get it. Um, but for me personally, um, I don't like big cities. I thought I did. Um, Schenectady. Well, wasn't this was saying I, <laughs> I end up in Schenectady, and I had a lot of friends from New York City, so we would go there a lot. And I just realized I don't like big cities. I'm just not a fan of big cities. Same thing when I went to Chicago. I just I don't like big cities. Yeah. Um, and if I'm gonna be in a mid to small size city, I might as well be back home trying to trying to do something. So that's that's the other part of the reason that I'm here. And then, um, just all my family's here. Like, well, we're just from here. Like, you know, I, I I'm just from here. So that's why I'm here. Okay. What does it mean to be, to you, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but, like, what does it mean to be, to you, to be a native person in Rhode Island? Uh, so you're talking Indian side or just native Rhode Islander? Uh, native, uh, Indian side. Oh. Well, that means I have a, a completely different perspective from probably, like, 99% of the people that are around here hmm. uh, simply because I'm from here. Like, I'm not, I didn't, my family didn't come here from somewhere else. Uh, my family didn't move from another country, see, we're just from here. 
Um, so from my perspective, a lot of the things that I view, like I said, they're, they're completely different from other people's perspectives just simply because they're usually coming here with a notion that they're seeking something better or there's an opportunity that they're following up on. And most times I'm trying to find where the opportunity's at for my people because, you know, from our perspective, it's our land and everyone's doing good on it but us. Um, so to me, I think that that's probably the most interesting aspect of it. And it's really why I got so heavily involved in the culture and the community. It's a very unique experience. Like I said, you know, no one, uh, there's Nipmucks, there's Narragansetts, there's Poconokets, uh, there's Manissians. And there's Niantics. There's maybe five different groups of people that are from this place called Rhode Island. And I'm from one of those five groups. Um, and that's very unique. So for me, um, yeah, it's just a different perspective on things and a different way to engage. And it's really, I've come to realize why I'm so motivated in a lot of the community stuff that I do. Because it's not about the people. It's about where we're at. And I'm tied to it. Mm -hmm. So regardless of who's here, I want to see things going well. Um, and that usually gets me on the bad side of people that are here. Do you feel like you have to wear a different hat as a native Rhode Islander versus a native, like, Indian? Yeah, because being a Rhode Islander is different from being a Narragansett. Um, you know, Rhode Island, that history is going to start with Roger Williams. Uh, but for Narragansett, we're the ones who got Nar Roger Williams started. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then you're going to get into the history. Roger Williams is known as this individual who, you know, brought the concepts of freedom of speech and freedom of religion. But from a Narragansett perspective, he got that from us, freedom of speech, because everyone has a right to speak. And uh, as a matter of fact, you get in trouble if you don't speak in our culture. If you were supposed to say something and you didn't, you're going you're gonna to hear it from someone's grandmother, someone's auntie, someone's, someone, someone older is going to let you know if you didn't say something when you were supposed to. Um, and then there's, the flip side to that is whatever you say, you're held accountable for. So you're expected to speak, and then you're expected to back up whatever it is you say. So that's not like Rhode Island. Well, <laughs> this was, you know, this is where Roger Williams initially got started. He's coming out of Mass Bay. You know, they kicked him out because they didn't want to hear what he had to say. Mm. So he's like, well, this is good. Um, and then the other element, uh, freedom of religion. You know, Roger was really trying to convert my people to Christianity. Um, and what ended up happening was when he got kicked out of Mass Bay, my people said to him, well, you can stay over here, and you can open up a trading post down there. Just don't be trying to switch us over to stuff. We're going to give you some some space to, to live, but don't be trying to force what you believe on us, and we won't do that to you. So I tell people, you know, that's really where Roger got the freedom of religion concept from because he was still pushing Christianity. Yeah. But then he realized, well, in order for me to have a livelihood, I'm going to have to be acknowledging that these people have a different spiritual belief set than I do. Yeah. But then also accept the fact that they allow me to believe the way that I do as well. Um, so, wow, we can both have different spiritual and religious beliefs and still live in a shared space. Freedom of religion. So these are concepts that Rhode Islanders kind of, you know, blow their own horn about and like yeah. tell her all across the world about. But these were like common concepts for my people that, you know, we really didn't understand when Europeans arrived here, why these things were so difficult for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. But then, you know, it has its places where it intersects. So, like I said, just a very interesting perspective. OK. In our life. All right. Well, that brings me to my next question, which is one of my other favorites, which is um, why do you think people like you? Why do people like me? Mm -hmm. The follow-up to this is why do you think people don't yeah. like you? <laughs> so I think people like me. I think I have a decent sense of humor. 
Okay. And I will laugh at something perhaps when people don't feel they should, but they still think it's funny. And I think that that gets people, you know, I, I've always, I've always liked people like that. Big fan funny, but I'm not sure if I should laugh. And then this person starts laughing. So I'm like, okay, that person has to be cool. So You're a I big think fan of America's that, Funniest Home Videos. Um, and I think, um, <laughs> I think generally people believe that whatever it is that's coming out of my mouth, I genuinely believe that. Mm. And I think that that's something, even if I don't like someone or if I'm not agreeing with what they're saying, I can respect if I know that that's what they mean. Um, and I hold people who I can have some certain level of faith that what they're saying, what they mean, I try to hold them in a little bit higher esteem because there's so many people out here you just can't do that with. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's why I always end up in the middle of something. Because that's not what you said or that's not what we agreed to or, you know, that sort of thing going on. So I think that those two things, I think I got a decent sense of humor. Um, and I think that people consider me be a person of my word. And I think that those are two elements that, you know, it's kind of hard to dislike those two things when they're together. right? So why do people not like you, Ray? Oh, uh, I think. That's part why we of brought it, you here. Yeah, part of it, I think I may have a punchable-looking face. <laughs> people want to, and then the same thing, you know. I I say what I mean, you know. So if I said that, I meant it. Um, and a lot of times, people might come and ask me, "You're like, well, you didn't really." I'm, no, I I meant all of that. Yep, you're like every single syllable in that. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they start like explaining, well, what that means, I usually took the time to consider everything that it could potentially mean before I said it. So as they're explaining what it could potentially mean, I have a tendency to be like, yeah, yeah, I meant that too. And that just, you know, and then afterwards, I'm not backing down either. So like, what do you do with someone like that? You know, yeah. sometimes I think about myself. I'm like, you know what, Ray? If I was like someone who was just like trying to do what I wanted and you was in the way, I wouldn't like you. Because like, you would keep <laughs> saying stuff and I wouldn't have space to like try to like. Find a place where, like, I can do what I'm doing, but, like, you don't say anything. So I probably wouldn't like you, Ray. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what so it is. So you see like, it. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, but I'm yeah. cool with that. Everyone don't got to <laughs> like me. You know, I don't like everyone. I don't like my cat that lives with me. But I got to live with him every day. I got to live with Mr. Meow every day. Mr. Meow. Yeah. I didn't Did he come with him. Is that his given name? That, yeah, that's my wife. Gave. Let's talk about something you do like. Um, I want to know what you like to nerd out about. Nerd out about? Um... Oh, man, because I'm kind of a nerd at heart. Like, a lot of people don't know that about me. We know. Uh, well, you you know me for a <laughs> now while, people know. Um, So, super nerdy right now. I'm really into the um, uh, Pokemon fight game on um, Nintendo Switch. Oh, no, I, that's a game I don't have. Okay. Yeah, uh, I had Pokemon Go for a while, but you're video game people, though. I, I am. I, I used to be much more into video games and I got older and I got other stuff so I can't you just have to you have different time commitments that's that's and that's all it is it's just different time commitments but um there's that um Alolan Ninetales is my favorite but I'm also go with Pikachu Ninetales yes I'm I'm up there and I also like uh Cinderace I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name the rabbit he kicks the ball it's a fireball but Uh, those are my three those are my three right there on that in my, I think it was kindergarten or first grade class photo, I was wearing a shirt with Ponyta on it. Ninetales is the varsity version of okay. Ponyta. So I, I feel you. All right. Oh my God. This is like when you talk about astrology. When's your birthday? <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh, another week and a half, December 15th. I, get, I, I have my I had final, a feeling you final, were a fire sign. I have my final final on December 15th on my birthday. I get to have a final. <laughs> 
You didn't tell them that it was your birthday and try to argue your way out of it? Yeah, they don't care. That's not a a compelling argument. He's a law school. (laughs) That's not compelling. (laughs) So what does it say about him that he's a a December? Well, he's a Sagittarius. And I had a feeling that you were a fire sign. Why? Is it because he's so fiery? Especially Sagittarius. Sagittarius are the... Okay, so Aries are... I'm not going to go too into it, but you're a fire. No, you're already there. Yeah. Leos are full of themselves. Fire signs full of themselves. Aries are very confident and arrogant, but Sagittarius, they have exactly the right thing to say. They know how to say it, and they use their charm and their wit to get people to listen to them. Well, tell the people on social media that. I get into it with people. <laughs> Guys, he's a fire sign. <laughs> he's a fire sign for the love of God. It works for me. I'm also a fire sign. All right. Speaking of fire signs, um, what's a red flag for you on a, a date? Yeah. A red flag on a date for me? Besides going to law school. Oh, man. I have it. Man. Dating? Goodness. It's been over this is a, a decade. Date. No, though, it's not. This I, is our first date. In a decade. I haven't. Well, like a first date, you know, since I got. This is a first date. <laughs> um, I think. Um. Lack of sense of humor would probably be a, because I laugh at everything. Mm. So if, if there's no humor going on, it's not gonna. You probably end up getting annoyed with me because like I find everything funny. Is there anything that's not funny to you? Like, is there like one yeah, line that like okay? It's general disrespect. I don't find disrespectful things funny. But like, what if somebody's reading somebody? Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah, but see, because to, to me, reading someone isn't necessarily disrespecting them it might be making sure that you're respected so mm. yes i will probably find someone getting told off funny um, <laughs> if it's for a reason and i will probably laugh in the vicinity of the person getting told off and they'll probably look at me like really angry which will make me laugh more yeah that's that sort of stuff that's the funny. world is so lucky that we didn't go to high school together right <laughs> like, it would have been listen we would have been I principal's got, dream listen i got second to last in my my senior class at classical, they wanted to give me class clown. <laughs> and the only reason they did it is because I almost got in a fight with the people trying to give it to me because I said, if I bring that home to my grandmother, do you know what type of... So they didn't give it to me. But yeah, second to last, they tried class clown. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, they wouldn't uh, let me be class clown, maybe because I was only the white girl. But like, uh, I was just the only like in the school of two thousand. It was never going to work for me. But, yeah, no, like, they can't, yeah. you can't be the minority yeah. and the yeah. class clown. Six, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is not how this is going to work. <laughs> All right, so gone, that's your red gone flag. girl. It is gone girl. <laughs> okay, uh, so disrespecting. I feel that. I feel that. Um, so our date is ending. Uh, we might have had dessert. Actually, let me ask you, what is your favorite dessert when you go to a restaurant? Hot apple pie. You didn't even have to think about it. it my grandma used to make pie. them. My grandma used to make them. As soon as, as soon as you mentioned dessert, that's where my mind went. So your, so does your apple pie have a top crust? Crumb crust? Or no crumb crust. crust? No, I don't like crumb crust. Ooh, really? Yeah, I don't I don't like the, yeah. What's that like, what do they call that? Something pie, I forget. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I need a regular... Okay, you just want like the regular like dough yeah. over the top. Oh, my! Because my grandma used to sit and watch her, you know, make it. Yeah. So yeah, I need I need the regular. Okay, I didn't know if you were like oh crisp. I think you were thinking about apple yeah, crisp. Apple cri- yeah, yeah. But I'm not against an apple crisp. It's just not. That's not. I'll take the apple pie. pie. Yeah. Does your apple pie have ice cream too, or is it? Just- it can. Oh, it can. It depends. Yeah. All right. It doesn't have to, but it can absolutely. All right. Nice. Have you ever had cheese on your apple? Absolutely had cheddar cheese not. On it? 
<laughs> have you really? Yeah, I've tried it. Parish, I'll try anything for wait, the most part. I, uh, could you erase that part where Elise <laughs> talks about cheese on apple pie? We it's want a that. thing. People do I it. I want her to say it twice more with an <laughs> elevated voice each time. I'm just I love pie and cheese. Gonna say no. <laughs> Was that me? <laughs> I would try it. Uh, isn't mascarpone cheese? Yeah. What and kind of cheese are you putting on there? Like cheddar cheese. I'm not putting it on. It's not something I subscribe to. It's not something I'm willing to go Those do. Those baby and, like, bell cheeses. No, <laughs> no. But like a lot of people put like there's a there's something between like between cheddar cheese and apple pie. But then there's also in the school that I grew up to, in, specifically in Missouri, and I just have seen this and like my sister talking to me about it and things like that. Is that at school lunch when they would give us chili, they'd also give us cinnamon rolls. And a lot of people would take the cinnamon roll and just put it inside the chili. I left. <laughs> like I just would get up That's and walk away from the table. I would trade out my chili and my cornbread for more cinnamon rolls and then just go sit at the teacher's table and like talk to them about all the other students because we're the same. <laughs> and so – but would you eat – put a cinnamon roll in your chili? No. I wouldn't either. Would you? You would try it, I feel like, Shay. Cinnamon rolls and chili are not my favorite foods. I mean, cinnamon does a little bit of cinnamon does go on chili. It like makes a brightness there. I would, I would try it. I would try it. But the cinnamon roll, the icing part and the dough part is disgusting to me. I also don't put like whole ass tomatoes in my chili because yeah. that's just. Oh, my grandpa used to do that, like a whole peeled just tomato plop. in a bowl. What is that? Let me tell you how you freak this, like right? So right? You can have the best of both worlds. Go for it. You eat your chili first. <laughs> And then when you're all done for dessert, you have your seat. See what I'm saying? Damn, look at you. Law school. You must be going to law school, kid. I must be going to law school with answers like that. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to say to add to this, Ray? Uh, Elise Swearingen, I've known her for uh, a decade, and she's the bomb. She's um, and I'm just me really now. excited that she invited me to the show to come in, uh, go on a first date. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you very how, much. How do you feel about Shay Weintraub? Uh, Shay's the bomb as well. And um, this is the first time that I've ever gone on a first date with two people at once. So uh, shout out to Shay too. This Woo. is not my first time going on a first date with two people. <laughs> really? <laughs> that got Ray. Yeah, I did. I did. Recently, was it on purpose? It was a couple of years ago. A friend of mine, um, a long-term relationship that she had, had recently ended. And they, you know, People around her were like, oh, you got to get yourself back out there, things like that. And she was like, oh, I'm afraid. And we had both at the time matched with the same guy on Tinder. <laughs> and like, I'm not. <laughs> like, you've met me. You've all met me. <laughs> and so I was like, so you're talking to my friend? <laughs> and he was like, well, I just. And I was like, first of all, it's the Internet. Everybody, you can talk to anybody. But so we made up a whole thing. And like we, I made us a group chat. And the three of us went out and we met up for a drink. And like. Pulled, you know, pulled the Band-Aid off for her and made that guy thought he was so pimp. Like, he thought he was so cool. And I was like, oh, this was just, you were low-hanging fruit. Like, you, you could have been anybody, dude. When the guy's perspective, he must have been like. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And so then I was like, all right, so I'm going to pay for everybody because I like to power move like that. And then I just bounced. That was it. Beautiful. Did they go on another date? No. Nobody was ever going to go out with him again. I hope he's not listening. But uh, uh, Ray, do you have any social media that you want people to follow you on? Yeah. Two Hawks says on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to see me rambling on about whatever's bothering me or I'm interested in for the day. Uh, Raymond L. Watson on Facebook. Um, and check out the PCEI website. Oh, yeah. PCEI website. Providence Cultural Equity Initiative on uh, Facebook, Living Culture RI on Facebook and IG as well. Uh, yeah, just a lot of, I kind of lived there. 
I'm not in the I'm not in the metaverse yet, <laughs> but I'm in social media world. Like that's probably where I live most of my life at. Okay. Yeah, when you're not in school, being a dad, being a husband, okay. running a no, no, I'm, I'm there even when I'm doing that. Okay. I am, I am. Maybe not in your final. Get in trouble. Yeah, no, not in the <laughs> final. We had to put the phones up and all that. There you go. And if people find you on the internet and they want to take you out, what restaurant are they taking you to? Oh, they can't. They had to get permission from my wife first. And so Mr. Meow. Was, yeah. No, 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 no. Mr. <laughs> Meow doesn't even have a say, and he doesn't get any. He has any a food meow. after either. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, hello at Prov CEI if you're interested in anything you hear here and you want to send some money my way. <laughs> Same. You know, send it's the email over. We'll, you know, the company will take your money. Yeah, so. You can see, see me on that email too. <laughs> we want people to follow us inside the internet as well. So you can find us on social at, at Anchor the Show, all on, so, on all of the social medias, the big four. Um, but most importantly, don't forget to stay salty. Anchored is produced by Trailblaze Media, along with myself, Elise Swearingen, and Shane Weintraub. From Trailblaze Media.